Hello, sports fans. This is your Sports Memo podcast, and my name is Bella Solishu. Whenever you hear me on this podcast, I'll be on this podcast. And this is a great time to have a tennis podcast on your Sports Memo podcast because Roland Garros, the only Grand Slam on clay, is upon us, and it starts very, very soon. And we'll be doing a preview talking about the favorites for the tournament, the first round matches, and so much more. So, welcome to your Sports Rebel Podcast, the Roland Garros Preview Edition. Uh, of course, I can never do this alone. I have Femi with me, one of the most tennis knowledgeable people that I know at the moment. Hi, Femi. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> the hype, Abby. <laughs> And hi, Uzo. I have Uzo with me too. Hello. Hi. Yes, thank you for joining us. Atinuke Eson also joins us. Hi, Atinuke. Hi. Nice to be here. All right. So let's just all delve into it immediately. So, yes, Roland Garros is upon us. The only Grand Slam on clay, though, I would have liked one more clay. Um, Grand Slam, but that's a discussion for another day. And it's the second Grand Slam of the year. It's May, but it's been a very, very eventful season. The clay season itself has been very eventful as well. And great that we are having a Grand Slam now. So, where do we begin? Favorites for the tournament. I know, like I said, a lot has happened um, this season. And, you know, this Favorites might seem very, very obvious to everybody. So let's just start there. Asnuke, who's your favorite to win the ATP title at Roland Garros? Um, I would pick Novak because I feel like Carlos Alcaraz have had a very good season. Um, that's why that is the champion, and um, we know what he can do on the, on the day course. But I think um, going into this tournament, I think um, Djokovic winning the train off in Rome. Gives me maybe a bit of advantage, and um, it's the best of five matches. That's why you tend to see the best of Novak. Yeah, Paris has to be the best of the game so far. So I think for me, I think um, Novak Djokovic, maybe Carlos Alcaraz, and Stefano Tsitsipas. I don't know that that injury maybe will play part, but I think those three for me. Okay, straight to the point. I like that. Uzo, what do you think? Favorite ATP winner at Roland Garros? Okay, so um, given um, Djokovic yeah. is to show us all that I'm still the man to beat, I'm still the number one. Yes, he's the favorite on paper, but I mean, for the fact that he's on the same draw with the, with um, with, um, with Carlos and also Rafa, I think it's going to mm-hmm. be tough. Um, that draw is going to be a tough one. So anybody that comes yeah. through that draw for me is going to be the clear favorite. Because for it to mm. come to that draw, it, I mean, it means you must yeah, have come to that house. Yes, you must have played through your teeth, so you deserve to win it. But I mean, favorite by default to be uh, will be nervous for me. Rafa, okay. well, he would have been the favorite, but I mean, given his condition, his form, the injury that plagued him recently, and all that, I wouldn't just um, pick him for that right now. But for me, I rather Carlos wins it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> why? Tell us why. He's a today's decision. I mean, he seems to have it all yeah. right now. And, and I read somewhere that, I mean, his form, it's almost as if he has a bit of, with the federal, a bit of 
um, Novak, a bit, a bit of Rafa, all yes, him. Yes, he does. So, he seems to be like an all-rounder. I, I mean, like an all-rounder. So, I mean, I'll see this to win it. Okay. Femi, what do you think? Um, I think it's difficult to, to predict any Grand Slam that Djokovic is involved in and not make him the favorite. Mm. On, on any surface, so uh, my my pick for to win the tournament will be will be Novak as well, but mm. never rule out Nadal on 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 on, on clay, and also even with that foot injury he's been carrying, never rule him out. I wouldn't rule him True. out. So, but I think my 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 logical pick will be Novak. With Alcaraz, I think this might have come too soon for him, even though he's shown a lot of maturity mm. in this game. It's world number six, but over the best of five, it might not be able to give us the most of his potential yet. That's that's my actually well, very wrong. He, yeah. But he also beat Stefano City Pass in five sets at the US Open last year. US Open, yes, I know he did. And then the next game, I think the next match he lost to who did he lose to? I can't remember. He lost to an unfancied opponent in the next game. I think it was a yeah, I think he lost. Yeah, I he, remember we lost to in US Open 2021. Uh, yeah, but I, I, as I said, I could be wrong. The guy has got so much in him, and you know, the way he plays, his game, and everything, he looks like he has it, but I, this might have come too early for him. Hmm. I, I, I must say I really like how realistic you guys are because to be honest, the world of tennis at the moment is saying Carlos Alcaraz is the favorite to win the French Open. And while he might be one of the favorites, I, I keep wondering why people are in a way ruling out Novak Djokovic. I know he's had a complicated season. He's had a complicated year. And he's even had some very shocking losses. But he's, you know, found his rhythm with playing match after match. And he won Rome without dropping a set. I know he's, like I said, he's lost some very funny matches. But I think he's back in form. All he needed was to play some matches, get some matches under his belt. And he would find his form again. And I think he's done that. So, here we are now. Uh, the world of tennis saying Carlos Alcaraz is clear favorite is, yeah, maybe right to an extent, but best of five is definitely different. This is not a Masters 1000 um, tournament. It's a Grand Slam. So I like that you guys are very, very realistic about it. I know going into the WTA is almost almost a complete different ball game, right? It seems a little more predictable or not. Does it? Okay. Um, I think it does. Well, I've always been one of them, one of people that shout and that want consistency, want someone to just keep on. They want just one or two. They say you have to come up and win and you just go up to it. And, uh, I think Yashua Tech have done that this season. You know how she has played this season. She had a disappointing season last year. Yeah, I think. Hmm. Just, Not uh, quite. You know what you have to do. I think for me, I feel like she could have done better. But I think yeah. she has evolved, she has improved that game. And um, when you're on a 27, 28 match winning streak, and they're not just beating any player, they're beating everybody. They're beating Davo, 
um, Paula Badoza, Sabalenka. So those are the guys in the top. Setting up Dachuase, of course, the same thing. Babona Kretiko by the defending champ. As much as I was supposed to be in that mix, she has not played a lot of tennis. Yeah? Yeah. So that's me. Yeah, a, a little bit disadvantage, but we know what she can do on, on the clay. But I think I'll maybe all Jabo because of how she has started. Then, apart from that, she has the second most points here. Hmm. Sure. Sure. Um. Who's up? WTA. Okay. All right. Thank you. Actually, okay. Uh, Uzo. Okay. WTA like, winner. Like Ashineke said, or if I, let me even start with you. Like you said, it's almost um always difficult to predict um the WTA because we know how we are. <laughs> it's, always, it's always such a tough to of um lineup that I mean if people you expect to do so well will just um give you a shot but for me with um perfect form right now I don't I don't see anybody being able to beat her. The only mm. person that can defeat her is herself. If she doesn't bring her A game obviously yeah. she's not going to take it but as it is right now with her form and her performance and everything like she has an all round game right now and she seems unplayable on every surface as at the moment. So I'll 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 keep her to for for which then uh, the other uh, the other players as well i mean you can't rule them out you can't rule them out i mean halep or um halep and then also but um also what's this girl's name but um emma emma i'm talking about emma yeah because emma can also be the that i caught like she can just come mm. in and change everything so for me, yes, once I care, I'll choose that as a clear favorite. But I mean, I won't rule out the other city players, the other top players as well. Mm. Halep and the rest of them to also come in and um, give us um, a shock. But so I think we have home right now is um, very unplayable. Yeah. Sammy, do you agree? Oh, of course. I can't, I can't, I couldn't agree less. Shuratek has been in a super form. I think our winning streak is is touching some some records already so um i won't i won't i won't put this faster but obviously as we always know and we've, we've seen in the past in wta there's always this show of you know the unknown that can someone can just spring up from mm. nowhere i'm sure if we we're having this podcast this time last year we wouldn't have picked um, Krejcikova to win the French Open. Definitely not. Not <laughs> so, in my wildest dreams. Exactly. At all. At all. So, so there could be some surprise. But the only thing that is missing is the lack of competition for Schwartz. Schwartz mm. is just seeming past opponents. You see, she plays games and drops only like five games. Winning, she's been so begging and breathtaking almost everybody. Exactly. So it's 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 quite. Uh, but it's good. It's good to have someone that is dominant, someone that you look at every other player wants to beat, rather than and a very open draw that we've experienced since the dwindling years of Serena Williams. So mm. so this is it's, it's quite a good draw for for um, Shratek. She's a top seed, um, but Badosa. She's not really picked that form that she had last year, but I will, sure. I will also not rule her out on clay. She's she's not she's not a bad player on clay. So uh, and obviously on Jabba as well, like uh, Uzo mentioned, 
uh, at Inuka. So I, I, I think uh, Shwatek is, is the person to beat. Okay, since everybody is talking Igastriontek now, uh, I've been a little worried for her. And she's currently on a 28 match winning streak, has won five titles back to back. It's almost scary. It's almost, I don't know, she's in blistering form. But this is a grand slam. Most players bring their A game. And with how busy she's been lately, I know she skipped Madrid. Is this the time that somehow fatigue might get to her? You know, that's very possible at this time. Also, if fatigue does get to her and she loses, does that really change anything? Does it take anything away from what she's already done this year? Actually, okay. Um, well, I don't think it does. But like you said, fatigue besets it. But I think she has been able to manage her schedule very well. She pulled out of Madrid, I think, yeah. just to get prepared for Loma Roland Garros. And um, I think um, she's in a familiar territory considering she won two years ago. So she knows what she, she needs to do to be able to win a second round. Now. But I don't think if she loses, well, it depends on where she loses. Because if she loses in the first round, second round, third round, she's going to be disappointed. But if she's doing maybe in the quarterfinals, <laughs> the semifinals, I don't think we'll say, oh, it's that terrible. I think um, we'll see mm. that winning 28 matches on the run and in between, we see that 13 bagels in that in those 28 matches. So that shows how most of a player she has been this year. But um, if she loses towards the end of the tournament, I think um, she will still go home with her eyes of her world. Grand Slam, I got to be the quarter final, semi final. But losing the first, second, third, fourth round is getting But here's the thing looking at her road to the final or her road to the title, she, face, she faces a qualifier in the first round. She will face um, maybe Alison Risk in the in the second round. That, that's a possibility. Somebody that also might be in her past is someone who has given her a bit of trouble lately, um, Ludmila Samsonova. She might also face Helep. Helep is also on her side of the draw. So she might face those players before the fourth round. If she loses to one of them, do we really fault her? Would it be that disappointing, Femi? Um, I don't... I, to be honest, it, it, it's a grand slam and... Mm. The expectation is so high. I know that, and she's handling the pressure so well because for her to have win, to have won five straight tournaments, it's it's you know it's a, it's a testament to her consistency and the hunger that she has. And the problem she's had is in 2020, she's not been able to back up that French Open win with sure. a strong run in a Grand Slam. So I think she will looking at this tournament and saying. This is the one for me. With all due respect to Halep, I think when Trotter brings a A game on, I don't think anyone can match her. The only person that can match her now is probably on a golf course or on the swimming or on the beach somewhere. <laughs> Ashley Bassey. No other person comes so, <laughs> so I don't think, you know, I don't think it would it, it, be, it, be a huge shock, but she can pick herself up and look at the calendar the rest of the season. There's still two more Grand Slams to correct mm. in. So, you know, I, 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 I would be surprised if she doesn't go past the fourth round. 
Okay. Here's another thing. If Iga's fiance wins this French Open, there's a problem. <laughs> because everybody's in trouble. Every, I mean, who will stop her, really? No one. Who's up? Who's well, up? Who well, can well, stop her and when? When will she be stopped? That, That's okay. if she wins this French so, Open. So why do we want to stop her? Why do we want her to stop? Thank you. I'm glad you said that. Nobody wanted her to be stopped as well. We didn't want her to be Thank stopped. Thank you. We wanted her to win it all. So why do you want her to be stopped? Thank you. But, Thank but you. I'm glad is, you said I mean, that. It's, but the thing is, it's sports. Anything can happen. You need um, mm. you need to bring your A game and you need a bit of luck on your side as well. So really, anything can happen. And like everyone has said, if she goes out in the first week, it's going to be a disappointment to her, to all of us. Because we want to see her doing well, flying really high. Do you understand? But yeah, oh, uh, I mean, and and I mean, whatever comes, however she plays and all of that, it can't take away her record. The record she has definitely not so far, and it can't take away the achievement she has um she has um gotten under her belt this year. But for someone to suffer right now, like Premier already said, there's a lack of um openness, like a lack of I mean serious contenders for her right mm. now. So I mean, she just. It's it's a playing ground. It's a playing field. The field is hard. So she's the only one that can mm. stop herself with the way she's playing and all of that. But really, for me, I don't even want her to be stopped. I want her to do. I want, I want her to go as high as she can. I mean, that is exactly the, where I am. To get more, to get more, to get more under her belt. I mean, because we know that with each win of a grand slam, the 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 morale gets higher. The confidence mm. gets higher. You 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 tell yourself that you can achieve it all. And I mean, she has so many records to break in front of her. So, I mean, she has it all to stay for right now. Okay. I, I, I have to say, I, uh, I have been so impressed with Iga. And it goes beyond her winning five consecutive titles. It's how she has handled it, how confident she is. Iga Fionseca has obviously grown tremendously in the last year. I mean, she used to be this almost like Osaka, this very timid, shy girl, and she has almost completely grown out of that. She carries this world number one spot like an absolute champ. I was worried when um, Barty retired and all of a sudden, Iga Fiontech was world number one. I really thought the pressure would get to her and she might even go on some sort of losing streak and lose some form. But it was like as soon as she heard, oh, I'm world number one now, she thought, okay. This is this is a new level, and I have to prove. I have a point to prove, and she has been proving that point. I don't think anyone right now can say she is not a worthy number one, right, guys? She's a very yeah, worthy. I think, yeah, no one yeah. can say that because she's a very a worthy of, number one. We've had a whole lot of female number one without any grand slam titles to their name. Carolina, please cover, come outside. <laughs> And they worked for a while, so I mean, she either has one under her belt and other, other, other achievements. So yes, she's really a worthy, really a worthy number one. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of worthy number ones, I've just been thinking about it lately. Does the tour really miss Serena? Do we miss Serena on the WTA tour? Let's be absolutely truthful. We are talking about quality of tennis, competition, all that, blah blah blah. Do we really miss? Maybe we might have before, but at the moment, do we miss Serena as in okay? I don't think we do. I don't think we do. Mm. I think we've lost the best of Serena in the last three or four years. That time, a lot of players have 
come up and they study that ship. Um, you see the likes of Zabalenka, like I said earlier, likes of Idashua. Um, you see a lot of players between that top 10. So they are not living that place. The last two, three years, the players are sent to that level. Um, you look at how joint terminals make charge, which I grew up to. That was when she had this rivalry with like yeah. Um, and at a point, it felt like all of those ones faded away. I think I gave birth, and after retired, Nyasu retired, Shabuai that only Saina was still there, and she was still mm-hmm. in her face. But I think at the moment, I think um, we see a lot of players that can step up. Or maybe they will not be able to win twenty two. Of like course not. But um, we've seen a lot of players that can step up and take the game on their own. Yeah, Femi, do we miss Serena? Do you think we do? I, I, I personally don't see. Um, because there's no there's no hunger and when the hunger is not there, she's just mm. trying to get this record. She takes that away, she's not really giving her fans the best of her ability and which is quite unfortunate. For people who really, mm. really adore her and, you know, admire that legendary status and, and the and the kind of um clout she holds in, in, in the world of tennis. So it's not really yeah. fair to the fans. Serena is not giving the most in terms of ability, in terms of the required level of preparation for, for tournaments and and, 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 and and as a professional all around her. So I don't think uh, based on those facts, if it turns up on court, it's not gonna give us because I was I was at Wimbledon centre court when she played her last match when she had to pull up injury. Oh I yeah, wow! Movement, I saw everything. I said, "This is not Serena. She's not hundred percent. She's just playing this tournament. She came because it's Wimbledon, and she might be tr- trying to do the same thing again this year. She will come for the Wimbledon, the fact that it's Wimbledon. I can get my twenty-four. But these girls are not going to let you walk past them. You have hmm. to bring your A game to get rid of them in your in her, in her prime, she'll be beating these guys with her eyes closed. But in this day and age, age has come up and a lot of factors. So I believe that I, I don't miss her. If, if she's fully fit and ready to compete, and then I'll be, you know, eager for her to come back on top. But personally, yeah. I don't miss her. We, we, we really don't even know when she'll be back on tour. She gave a hint on her Instagram story some time ago, not so long ago, that she might be returning for Wimbledon, but nothing has been made official just yet. Yeah. Uh, Uzo, do you think she should come back? Or do you think it's just time to let it go, let it go? They want her to go and join <laughs> the contact crew. <laughs> I, maybe those are friends. Was Miyaki and Ko? Oh my goodness! Okay, for Serena, personally, I miss her. Okay, mm. personally, I miss seeing her on court. Personally, I miss seeing her dominate, like on on the court, on every surface she stays in. But I have form, and I mean. I tell me, I totally don't agree with you in saying she hasn't been giving us her best. You don't have. Yeah. So me, she's been giving the best of her ability, but it's just not good enough. Because we know how many finals, grand slam finals she has gotten to after she came back from um, having her baby. We know how many grand slam finals she has gotten to. And she always, always falls short. At the last quarter, she always, always falls short. So, 
for me, I think she has been given to the best of her ability, but it's just not good enough to get her that extra grand slam title that she's been reaching for. And because of that, the expectations have been dropping gradually with each passing year, each passing tournament. So now, when we don't see her tournament, it's, it's like, okay, Serena is not here. Okay, that's fine. We move on. Do you understand? So the talk yeah. really, really doesn't miss her that much. Or like, if it had been like a shocker, like if she had retired suddenly, the way Batty has done it. Batty is not clearly missed because Batty just up and left in the middle of... <laughs> in the, after winning, after winning... We did not see it coming. She just, she just dropped the, the racket on all of us and just walked away. If Serena had done that, yes, we would have missed her, the tour would have missed her, but the way it's been going, no, we really don't miss her on the tour, but I mean, personally for me, I do miss Serena. Okay, um, Asinuka, can you please mute your mic? Yes, while you're not speaking, you can mute your mic. There's a lot of noise in the background. I, I, I think I think Calvin, Calvin is filming in the background, saying that, how can we not miss Serena? I think, also my, my, my point uh, is... I, I knew he would say something. <laughs> I think my, my, my point here is, um, I'm not saying that I know hey game Serena very few of the current crop will be able to match her. So when I say that she's not giving her best, this is not Serena's best. And it's difficult to bring her best because of obviously age, which is obvious. But another point I'm making is there's no... She's distracted. And when I mean distracted, I'm not saying that she has other things going on in her life. I know obviously she has her life outside of tennis. So she has to prepare for that. I think those things are taking, are getting the better of her tennis preparation and the hunger and the zeal. If you take away that record, she probably won't be playing tennis again. If she had yeah. attained that 25, she won't, she won't be near any tennis court again. But she's so hungry for this 25 or 24, whatever it is, that she tries to come back. But the, the urge and the hunger to play and prepare, the preparation part, the coaching and everything is what's lacking. You can see Patrick even went to Alex to help Alex because there's probably yeah. not much happening with Serena. If there was, if they had a busy training schedule, it wouldn't have the capacity or the, or the time so to go and help someone else. So that's and, what, and I just feel like the points I'm driving up. Yeah, I, I agree. I also feel like if she's truly preparing for Wimbledon, which is like just a little over a month away, training should have started months before. So I was a little surprised seeing um, Patrick Muratolu beginning to train um, to, to become um, Helep's coach full-time. Yeah. So the question is, does he then switch back to Serena when she's ready or is that partnership completely ready? Is she going to find a new coach? You know, there are so many questions. But, but that's it. Serena is not on tour right now and we are talking with Landaros. So, Atinuke, do you want to say something? Oh, I think that's it. 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 That's it.
the name Carlos Alcaraz is on everybody's lips at the moment. Everybody is talking about Carlos Alcaraz. The next Nadal, the next Pedra, the current big thing, the next multiple time Grand Slam winner and all of that. And that is absolutely correct. It is true that he has more than just potential and it's already showing us that. He has come and the supposed next gen, we know the supposed next gen, should also be shaking in their boots now because another next gen, which is Alcaraz, have come up. So, do you think the world is putting him under pressure though? I mean, now that Roland Garros is here, he would be under pressure to perform. Or I might be wrong. Femi. I could be wrong. Um, I, I think I think it's, it's, it's both ways. It's, it's up to him to and his team the way they the way they handle and manage this pressure. If he lets it get to him, then it, it, that 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 would probably not 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 be good for him. But I think the way his temperament shows that he's handling things well, because the tournament is won already. They are not small tournaments. It's not a grand slam, but they are not small tournaments. And yeah. the way he has shown. The character he has shown and the temperament. I think he's handling it well so far. That that, that that's what I believe. Because it's not it's, it's world number six. It's it's not yeah. a main thing. So what a rise! High, you know, ranking at this stage of his career. So I believe personally that he's handling it well. And okay. The playing best of five. If even if he comes up against opposition that just want to prove a point to him less fancy opponent that wants to prove he has the opportunity the luxury of a best of five to come back and redeem his game and you know put him and then when he comes up against the big guns like Djokovic that no one most people won't give him a chance to win he will just go there and express himself and enjoy himself and when a player is in that kind of mode they can they can get good results. So it's in a very good position, and it it uh, if if I'm an ATP professional at the moment, I'll be worried because this guy mm. is failing. Hmm. I agree. I agree. Uzo, do you think he will be under any pressure? Should he be under any pressure? Will the pressure come? You know, crashing on him at some point. I think I think he will be. I think he will be, and that's because. There's so much expectation on his shoulders. And if True. he and his team they don't manage it well, then he's going to um he's going to come crashing down. Because the key is he's been playing best of three. Masters is way, way different from um from, from Grand Slam. Mm. And that's where you get experience and that's where you get um all these old time players. Do you understand? Sure. They can, that, I mean, for, for, for somebody like Rafa Nadal, Novak Djokovic, Roger Federer, Adi Murray, all these all-time players, they can lose two, they can lose the first two um, sets and still win that, and, and still win the, and still win at the end Absolutely. of the day. Because they have mastered that, they have gotten that experience over the years. So for him to win a um, masters, it's not as easy for um, for him to win Grasslap. And if he doesn't manage his expectations very well, He's going to put himself under undue pressure. But so far, he's been doing well. At 19 years old, his composure on court, the way it's, he plays, the way he handles everything, it's, it's, it's a marvel to watch, really. I'm, I'm so very impressed. Like, 
most times it, it, it takes me a while to even realize that this guy just turned, I mean, he just got his driver's license probably like last year. He was, <laughs> yes, you did mention it. I think he said it was last year, be early this year. Do you understand? That's how young he is. But so far, he's been doing well. So as soon as, as, long as he doesn't let the pressure and then the unnecessary undue expectations, for crying out loud, I don't even expect him to win this Grand Slam. I don't expect that from him. Mm. Yes, he can go far in, uh, uh, in, into the tournament. He can, he can have a long walk. But realistically, I don't expect him to win it. So if he doesn't let himself be put under undue pressure or unnecessary expectations, he will play with them. Um, he will play better and he will play and he will play. He will bring his A game and then take it as 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 it goes. Yeah, and I must say, um, Carlos Alcaraz is incredible. I see him and I'm just very confident in the future of men's tennis. I have been confident in so many players before. One of them, really, my favorite is Stefano Tsitsipas, Alexander Zverev as well. But I think this is the most confident I have been in years. In the last few years, at least, this is the most confident I have been. Um, I, it, like lately, I have been trying my best not to hide players and not to get my hopes up because my hopes have been dashed many times. But I am going to hide this one. I am going to keep hyping this one. I am going to keep being hopeful with this one. And I, I think I hope he just stays healthy, really. I hope injuries don't bother him so much. And I hope he's one of those um, players wise enough to manage their schedule very well. And he'll take it from there, really. But let's see how it goes in Roland Garros for him. And another problem we're having at the moment is second time Grand Slam champion, uh, Roland Garros champion, that is Rafael Nadal. It was really worrisome, really. It was shocking seeing how much pain he was in against um, Denis Shapovalov in Rome, where he lost in three steps. He was in obvious apparent pain. And he mentioned that he's not carrying an injury. He's a player living with an injury. And that almost broke my heart. So he's just living through this pain, whether he's on the court or not. How long does he intend to continue like that? How long does Rafael Nadal think he can keep playing to the pain? And I'm beginning to think this might just be like the beginning of the end for him. I know we've said this a thousand times over the years because Rafael Nadal has been, to an extent, injury prone, but he keeps making comebacks every time. But we know he's not the young man he used to be. And this injury seems really, really pesky. Asinuke, is this the beginning of the end? Let's even leave Roland Garros aside. Might this be the beginning of the end for um, Rafael Nadal? Seeing how pesky this injury is. I don't think so. Because we, we, we say it every time. He goes, he comes yeah. back, he goes, he comes back. But I think I'm surprised he chose to do the injury. And go off like he normally does. So I think um, I think it feels that there's nothing in the end, end stage of his career, like you actually said. But even at that, if he has something to offer on court, and that was his thing, I was really worried for him against Shapovalo. Even maybe think yeah. he was going to pull out for Roland Garros. But for, Roland, for a one legged draft and Adar, we better see him in Roland Garros. <laughs> one legged, I think, okay, why? Yes. <laughs> 
that's one tournament that has to be the when you won the tournament at the same time. Uh, Uncle P does not like it. Tell him, tell him. Just a click or that. But at the end of the day, when you won the tournament at the same time, I think your best chance of winning has to be at that same point. So I think um, that that will be the fair chance. As far as they have not pulled out and still trying to do what they can do. But I don't think he's here that he's just. He has gotten to the point where it's like he can play through the injury instead of going and coming back again. Okay, Femi. I mean, it doesn't look very good for him. At least playing against Shapovalov, it didn't look good. He hasn't had so much time to recover. And here we are at Roland Garros. Can he really pull this off? And this goes beyond Roland Garros, like I said. Even after that, subsequently, his career generally, can he keep living with his pain? I, I, I think this guy, has, his, his entire career has been proving people wrong. His entire career. Mm. So, I, I, I think he still has one more or two more runs in him. I don't know if those wow. are winning a Grand Slam, maybe, wow, wow, maybe wow. not. But Nadal, I think it would be very, very unwise to rule him out based mm-hmm. on the predicament, the injuries he's had. He's had a special of injuries throughout his career. So, I don't know. It, it, it's, a, it's a tough one because these guys, they won't give much away in terms of their medical condition and, and other things. True, true. We know it's not 100%. If, if, you have, if you have not won a Australian Open, which is still a surprise to most people on this call, it probably, will pro- it probably have said, oh, it's because he's not fully fit or something like that. So I think Nadal still has, has what it takes to, to, to weather the storm of his injuries and... and mm-hmm. And have a deep run at Roland Garros, but mm. if his body allows him, who knows? We don't know. But I will, I will, I won't rule him out at all. And I <laughs> believe that the injury will hamper his preparation. It, it, but it could still be a, a turning point for him because this man doesn't give up. He doesn't know how to give up. Absolutely not. Be wise, always injured. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what an angle. <laughs> what do you think, Sophie? <laughs> okay, so for me, I mean, Rafa's style of playing, we know that's what has brought him to this stage in his hmm. lifetime career. We know how he plays, we know the te- the passion he brings, we know he goes so for much power. power. So much power, the energy he goes for every single ball. But the fact that we see some balls, I go like it's not worth it. But Rafa, no, that will bring it back for you. So <laughs> he said, "Okay, yes, this has been a long time coming. So we are not even surprised that we are at this stage that he says he's living, not that he is like he is literally living his whole life in pain. We are really not surprised. But I mean, he has been managing it and the expectations and all of those things. So for me." I think with age now, I mean, his cutting is coming to a close. But for him, it's going to be difficult for him to just call it it and then move on. Like Femi sure. said, like Femi said, Serena has so many distractions. Once she gets her last, um, once she gets that remaining title, she might just call it it and move on. Couple like Rafa, Rafa or Goja, they, they keep going. The game. 
They play because they enjoy what they do. They play because mm. it's their life. Like literally, they can't see themselves doing anything else. So yes, I think this is. I mean, it's it's the end is coming gradually, very close, and all of that. You understand? But I mean, I still won't give up on him winning a couple more, you know, tournaments and all of this. Thing. I won't give up on him. But yes, the end is gradually um, coming. So, okay. Ah, that will hurt really seeing the end coming. It's hurting already in advance for me, to be honest. I mean, I don't know. While we know that there are some quality players on tour now, I just don't think it will ever be the same without the likes of the Federal, Rafael Nadal. And when that time comes, because it does not look like he will retire to school, it's 40 to Vajetovic. Yeah, whenever that time comes. So, so yeah, it's, it's painful to see, but we'll see how far he can go at Roland Garros and how far um, that leg, that which will take him. But as we begin to round up, there are some funny first round matches. Uh, the draw for the tournament was made yesterday. And the first um, match that caught my attention was Naomi Osaka versus Amanda Anisimova times two. Again, here we are again. Amanda Anisimova beat um, Naomi Osaka in the third round. Yes, that is at the Australian Open this year. And we know um, Osaka is not that great on clay. She's not even having such a great um, clay season. She's also been um, struggling with an Achilles injury. Amanda Nisimova, on the other hand, is having not just a great clay season, but also a great 2022 in general. Femi, Osaka in trouble, right? Yes. Uh, Osaka I, I, in trouble. I, I think it, 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 it will be an upset if Osaka wins that match. In my view. Wow. <laughs> wow. Me, wow. Tell me, tell me, tell me, fear God. Me. Wow. I would not have put it that way, but okay. <laughs> that was hard. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I said. Believe me, when I say people come for you, it's true. Well, I understand, well, but I'm, wow. I'm in trouble now. <laughs> you are. <laughs> No, but 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 in fairness, the way you the way the way you introduce that point, it shows where those two players are. Yeah. One is in a very rich vein of form. <laughs> <and> was... <laughs> <I'm upset>. <laughs> <laughs> so I I I I expect um I expect Osaka to struggle in that match, and if she wins, mm. that will be a very very good. Um, moral boost for her. I agree. Subsequent matches, so uh, it should be good for her to, to try and prove a point. But on play, injuries, lack of form, so many odds are stacked against mm. her this, this match. But it's the first round of the Grand Slam, and she won't want this bad um, record on 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 her resume. So she will try and fight for it. So it's, it's a great first um, first round match. Uh, I didn't even expect that. To, to come up in the draw so so early to be facing such a difficult opponent so it's a, it's a really tough time for Osaka but hopefully she can she can pull this off but I, oh. I don't expect her to win this match Uzo you are just mad at Femi right now you think Osaka <laughs> can pull this off yes <laughs> I think I, I don't even know what to say to Femi again don't worry Femi let's finish this podcast we will go Oh, we did behind camera. Behind wow, camera. I like this. Let's be civil right now. So, 
the shade of the question I was just asked right now. <laughs> Osaka has not been in a good place lately. She just mm. hasn't. And realistically, I don't know how she's going to play this tournament. I but I didn't even think she would even come for the tournament, to be honest. Because well, she's been in a better place lately, you know, mental health-wise. I mean, she reached the final where he got Fiontech beat her this year. That was not on clay, though. But, you know, yeah. I think she's in a better place. Maybe she's in a better yeah, place. Well, yeah, she is. She is. She's just, I mean, but she keeps going up and down, up and down, mm. emotions all over the place, her health, everything just, I mean, seems to come hard and fast at her. And then her emotions get the better of her, and then we just see her cascade and all of that. But I don't think, I really, I don't think she'll go far in this tournament. I don't think so, but she can surprise me. I wouldn't mind mm. her shocking me. But I don't think she can go far with the way she's been playing and all of that. And then Clay is really not one of her best best um best surfaces also. Sure. But sure. but I mean I mean uh, you know you are saying that you don't stick out your neck, you don't have faith in some in, in a whole lot of players. But Asaka was one person that I was so sure that me too. when Serena's time. Uh, no, when, I know I am actually the, still sure. I am actually still sure when, when it comes to Saka. When, when the curtain comes for Serena, when I mean she calls time on tennis, I was so sure that we're going to see um, Naomi Osaka there. Like she had that trajectory, she had that growth, like, she had everything all outlined for her. Do you understand? So I was really, really expecting her to go to do way better than she has done as at now. But we know how these things can be. I mean, life yeah. life happens. I really yeah, cannot do her. And then she's courageous. For me, for her to come out to to explain to us to say. Hey, I'm not in a good place mentally. Mm. I'm not feeling all right. I can't continue. I can't. It was play. bold. I to be honest. It was bold. Like it was. I mean, nobody expected us to own up to it like that. Like you know, this player, they want us to. They, they want us. They want to give us that, that that look that says, "Hey, I'm okay. I can do it all. The losses, the wins, they don't mean anything to me. I can always come back and do it." But for you to show us that that you're still human, that you're still gentle vulnerable mm-hmm. and they're coming out to, uh, to to own up to i mean your feelings and then your the how you're feeling and all of that uh, and all of that that's bold and courageous of her but mm. i really hope she'll surprise me i want her to surprise me and go really far in this tournament but realistically yeah. with the way everything is no i don't think um she's going to go far. yeah but i do not think it will be an upset if she if she goes <laughs> <laughs> If you fed me, I will not forgive you for that statement. I do not think it's the other set. If you win, Yeah, well, we'll see about that match. But like I said, um, Naomi Osaka is one of those players that I have always been sure about. And, I, and I'm still not moved, really. I'm still very sure about her. I think she can still rise again. She did rise again in the rankings after um, she had a decent run recently. But then... I, I think she'll be fine. I think she'll be fine. I think all she needs is time. She'll be fine. I think Naomi Osaka is here to stay. So, against Anishimova, however that goes, I still think Naomi Osaka is here to stay. Another match which had me almost rolling my eyes and face palming. In the first round, somebody who is not having a great year. She won the WTA finals just at the end of last season. Gabinie Muguruza. And I do not know what is happening to her in 2022. It has been almost awful, really. She's been getting some baffling losses. And then she faces, in the first round, 
an upset specialist, Kaya Kanepi, who knows how to beat this team every time. She's almost always causing an upset at a Grand Slam. This might be the worst draw for Gabine Muguruza. Atenuke? Um, I think it is, it is a very tricky draw. Um, tricky, Wicked. Yeah, and, and um, apart from being the upset specialist, I think this year, Kanepi has done well. She has played a lot yes. of challengers. Um, she got to the semi-finals in Strasbourg last week. Um, so she has played a lot of tournaments. Um, she's made sure that she's not just coming to the Grand Slam, beat one seed and go off again. I think um, so. I think she has a chance. And Gabi Muguruza is not just the player that won Wimbledon. That even won WTA finals last year. So it's going to be a tough one. But it's on clay. And um, Muguruza, mm. I think it's a better player on clay so um, she also has to deal with injuries and everything this season. So I don't think if Kai Kanepi wins, I don't think anybody in the world of tennis will be surprised. So I think it's just a match that can go both ways. If Musa wins, fine. She's the highest. If Kanepi wins, well, fine. She's the offset specialist. So it's just a match of, that can go both ways. Mm, yeah, true. One more match that somehow caught my attention, maybe for personal reasons. Is Taylor Townsend versus Caroline Garcia. Taylor Townsend is returning from maternity leave. She had her baby about 14 months ago. I know that in particular because she had her baby a week, exactly a week before I had mine, about 14 months ago. So returning to the WTA tour after maternity leave, we have seen a number of players do this and not succeed. Um, is this going to go well for Taylor Townsend? Beyond the first round, but have returned to the WTA. Um, Uzo, what do you think? Um, like you said, return. Yeah, like you said, um, I don't think anybody will expect so much of her, to be honest. Mm. Because, I mean, we've seen the track record. We've seen how um, um, it usually plays out for the ladies when they go um, to have babies and then they're off course for a while because the thing with sports generally is even coaches will tell you yes it's good to rest but it's not good to take too long resting you need to hmm. still keep active and all of those things so yes how i mean the preparation we know how difficult it can be like both of us i mean all of us here i'm sure we play tennis once in a while and we know how difficult it it can be if we don't play in two weeks or two months time and we get back. I can't, I can't leave the racket no, in my life, but okay. <laughs> okay. Not in terms of a professional. This is what you do yeah. for a living. And then you are not, you, you are not doing that for a couple of months. Do you understand? So your body, it will take mm. some time for you to get back mentally, physically, emotionally, in every ramification. So if she doesn't go far or if she, um, I mean, doesn't even progress at all beyond the first, first round, Nobody's going to blink an eyelid. Nobody's going to hold her ransom. Nobody's going to mm. want to kill her because we know it takes a lot for you to go off and then come back. I mean, Barty did it, right? Barty? No, Barty didn't, didn't have a baby. It wasn't Barty. She didn't have a baby. Um, Azarenka did it. Serena did it. Yeah, Serena, there's another lady I'm trying to remember. Ah, okay, well, let's move on, though. Let's move on. So I mean I won't I won't put much um too much expectations on her. I mean because prior to now she wasn't I mean she wasn't high up there anyway, do you understand? Mm, so you wouldn't I say that, that yes, we're going to have her we, we needed to see her back up where she was. 
Do you understand? So, I mean, I won't put more, um, too much expectations on her because we know the track record so far from what we've seen. All right, then. So, we are rounding up now, but just one match to talk about at the end in the ATP. Joe Wilfred Songa, Frenchman who is rounding up his career, he mentioned that he'll be retiring after Roland Garros. He will be facing Kaspar Rude in the first round. Should we just say this is a retirement match? <laughs> Uh, yes, it is. Femi, this is a retirement <laughs> match, yes. All right, time to call it a day, bro. <laughs> I, I, I want Songa to, to carry on as, as long as possible in the tournament. I don't think Kasparu is going to let him do that. I would not allow him. And I don't think Songa is even ready ready to carry on. <laughs> no, no, I think, yeah. I think it's cutting for my <laughs> Okay, so we all agree on that. This is his final match. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hoping somehow Joe Fensonga shocks us all and shocks Kasparu and the world of tennis by cutting that all set and going on in the tournament. <laughs> Even if he loses in the next round, this is this will not be his retirement match. But we'll see about that. <laughs> Even if you know you're just, you're just having a laugh. I wow. don't. I don't know where. The, I don't know where that shock is coming from. I don't know. She's just having a laugh. I know that. Wow. I'm not. I'm actually being, you know, hopeful for Songa here. Who Songa will not be hopeful for himself. Ah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right then. Well, Angara starts on Sunday, twenty second of May, and. Hopefully, we can do this again during the tournament. I'm sure there will be upsets during the first round, so we might review the first round on your Sports Memos podcast as well. This has been fun. Time flies when you're talking tennis, really, and looks like we've been doing this for about an hour. Yes, time does fly when you're talking tennis. So, thank you, Uzo. Thank you, Atnuke. Thank you very much, Femi. Thank you to our darling producer, the Serena fan. Who was complaining in the background, Calvin Onwuka? We will we'll see to your complaints out, outside this podcast. Don't worry. But we'll be back <laughs> again after the first round. My name is Biola Soleshuku. This has been the Roland Garros preview edition of your Sports Memo podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll be back after the first round. Cheers. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Joe Wilfred Songa is not saying thank you, but all right. <laughs>